Out of mercy you have washed us in his blood, O mercy. My heart drowns in thinking of you, for no matter where I turn to think, I find only mercy. St. Catherine of Siena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing great, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And the topic for today's conversation is what we can learn from Catherine of Siena. Now, we know that she was the 14th century mystic and author from Siena, which is about a three-hour drive north of Rome in Italy, who had a great influence on the Catholic Church. And she was made a saint in 1461 and is now a doctor of the church. She's known as the doctor of unity for bringing about the union of the papacy and returning it to Rome after nearly a century in France. St. Catherine dictated under the inspiration, it was said, of the Holy Spirit, four treatises called the Dialogues. She also wrote nearly 400 letters in a series of prayers, so she was prolific. Now, there's a lot of biographical information about Catherine, but we want to make this practical for our listeners, Frank. I know that was your concern. So what can we learn from Catherine that can help us today in our own lives? Well, you're right. Her dialogues were very deep. And um, what I tried to do was, what we tried to do was extract some of her thoughts that can help us in everyday living. Um, like you said, she was a towering figure in the church. She was a twin, which which is interesting. She came of a large Italian family, and she had the stigmata like Padre Pio, only it was hidden, um, which Padre Pio's wasn't. She suffered from the wounds, but not not visibly. And the thing I found very interesting was her knowledge was all infused. And it means that her knowledge was not acquired by her personal effort or by studying or by the instruction of others, but it was produced directly in a in a created mind by an angelic or divine illumination. Yeah, that was interesting. Her knowledge was infused. So in, in the dialogue, she tells us that it's essential to know yourself. And many people do not, as we know. Through knowing yourself as you evolve in life, you can know God. But growth in self-knowledge is a lifelong process. She refers to herself as the soul who has become accustomed to the cell of self-knowledge. And so along with the private alignment with the suffering Christ through the stigmata, her self-knowledge drew her ever more closely into knowing God. Yeah, and I mean, the, the and one of the things that she said about patience, uh, which we can all use more of, uh, is that the devil wants to get through us, through our impatience. He wants to stir us up with our emotions, with statements like, I have a right to be upset, or I have a right to be mad. They all play mm -hmm. on our emotions. And granted, we all have re reactions, but what she tried mm -hmm. to do to bring peace, she tried to bring the peace and reverence of our Lord to every situation, and that's something we can all learn from. And that sense of peace and reverence was really what was necessary for her to effectively perform this great contribution to the church. Pope Clement V had moved the papal residence from Rome to Avignon in France in 1309, motivated by politics and the influence of the French king. And the popes lived in Avignon for like 70 years. And over that time, they came to be seen as puppets of the French king. And so respect for the papacy waned throughout the church and reached a critical low point by the time Catherine came along. 
She decided to visit Pope Gregory XI in the summer of 1376. She spent right. three months there, Frank, in France, trying to get the Pope to return to Rome. He resisted and demurred, but she persisted and even startled him by telling him she knew about this private vow he had made before God. Uh, and But over time, this humble yet firm saint from Siena convinced him to fulfill his vow, and he made plans to travel to Rome. But then we find out he, she got reports that he was influenced by the French cardinals, was having second thoughts. She then dictated letters urging the Pope to fulfill his promise and make the hard decision. She wrote, I beg you on behalf of Christ crucified that you not be a timorous child, but manly. Open your mouth and swallow down the bitter for the sweet. Now, Frank, imagine this young, humble, yet powerful mystic and cleric guiding the church away from the scandal and shame of the of the Avignon papacy. That's right. why she's so highly regarded and such an example for wives and daughters and all women of faith. Yeah, she was a tough woman. I mean, you got to remember that she was in her 20s at the time when she did this. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, but I think it's a testament to her will. Um, and, and God has all given us strength of will, she said, if we desire it. God's love is right there in front of us, but many people don't see it. They're not interested or they don't feel it. And what a shame because at our judgment, Jesus will show us all the graces we rejected throughout our lives. And that's something to think about. And you told me that she once said to Jesus, where were you when I had these terrible lustful thoughts and temptations? Jesus said, I was in your heart. She said that she hated those thoughts. And he said, that's why you hated them because I was with you. Right. It's a, it's a really, really good point. You know, think about that. We don't we don't think of that. And that's why we feel repulsed by by those things, hopefully, because Jesus is with us. But our own shortcomings. Right. Yeah. She also talked about being poisoned by self-centeredness, you know, by loving ourselves apart from God and giving attention to the world's, you know, prestige and pleasures. You know, she said, we make a God of our flesh by pampering it with excessive delicacies and gratifications. You know, and nobody thinks of themselves as self-absorbed or self-centered, but we all are to right. some degree. And we have to find out where we are and try to root it out. Amen to that. And Pope Benedict had explained that her espousal to Christ, he said that in a vision that was always present in Catherine's heart and mind, the Blessed Mother presented Catherine to Jesus who gave her a splendid ring, saying to her, I, your creator and savior, espouse you in the faith that you will keep ever pure until you celebrate your eternal nuptials with me in heaven. That's the mystical part of that. Right, of, uh, right. And, and, and for that, like, to be that way, she was very disciplined. I mean, she ate very little, she slept little, and was never mm. focused on her own fulfillment. Passions take over when all that matters is our own happiness. She would say, we must come out of ourselves. Yeah. She, she taught us that God is the first truth, that God is here living with us now. And she saw God as love. She wrote that God is charity itself, who is madly in love with us. God is the author of every mercy and of all goodness. God makes himself known. And she said, God is transforming love. Yeah, the last point that I'd like to make is the one she says, the more Christ is in our hearts, the more we love with his love and not right. our love. And we see, you know, romantic love is like a God of America, right? When you listen to music, when you watch movies, all you see is that romantic love. It's the height of being. Everything is wonderful. God gave us romantic love as an introduction to real love. 
but it can, you know, mm -hmm. it can be, it can be egocentric. Catherine is trying to get us to realize that we're not the center. Jesus is the center. Once we attach, once we get attached to work, health, money, or another person, we attach ourselves to the foolishness of the world. When we attach ourselves to Jesus, we love with his love, and nothing's better than that. That's nice, Frank. You know, this saint was a good choice of yours. You know, you and I have talked about many different saints and how inspirational and valuable they can be for us personally. Some people are drawn to uh, Sister Faustina for her diary and for Divine Mercy, or Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, or Francis of Assisi. But in Catherine of Siena, this just 33 years old, in a tumultuous time in church history, we can find our way to Jesus through her words and example. Absolutely. God bless, Deacon. Thanks, Frank. And folks, don't forget to like us and follow us. Send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? Thanks, Deacon. God bless. <laughs>